Sort of doctor medium pacer rocker. He's got he's got a, he's got he's, he's got a song to a type, and that's definitely one of those. Welcome back to Foves are the best people. I am John, and I am Michael. Here we are with another episode. We are reviewing Shower of Sparks again. This song first appeared off the EP This Mood Has Passed as track number four, and the first song on the B side. Michael, what? Generally, did you think about this track? Uh, this is one of the three that I liked on the This Mood Has Passed. Mm-hmm. And um, it's good that we're getting to this song because the Doctor's not playing the trumpet and he's singing out up, out and loud. We're getting a good uh, introduction to the Doctor. <laughs> and I like, like the music that... Uh, that tone of the getting past the 12th fret on the guitar that Coxie's probably doing that he does in some of these other songs that are about to come up soon... Just really cool, like um, playing something melodic and sort of something kind of fast and uh, catchy. Yeah, busy and fun. Yeah, on uh, When Luck Ran Out, Coxie was doing a lot of noodling on the D and the G string mm. up past the 12th. So it has sort of a, a timber of itself, which is quite emblematic of the earlier Foves uh, songs. Mm-hmm. A shower yeah. with sparks, Doctor? 
Your first uh, song was many about yeah. fire and the imagery of fire. Yes, yeah, fire, well, fire, fire. Well, the only thing I remember recall about that is that we we, come, we found it's our first sample on there, isn't it? Of the at the start of that song with the um the fighters oh, going, going into the um which we pulled off a World War Two um, video. The World of War, that BBC yeah, one. I think it was exactly oh, yeah. That's a great yeah, doc, yeah, 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 yeah. Stands yeah. up. Uh, what did I put? Vocals were very low in the mix on that one. I thought it was just my room. Probably because like, the, the, the lyrics are terrible. And, yeah. yeah, I, I was hiding. Just going, just, just hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, were you a fan of the lyrics, Michael? Basically, this seems to be a song about bereavement and death. You know, he's mentioning the church and the cemetery um, and how you're going to make sense of a new life, what you're going to do as a family when it looks like when someone's someone's, uh, died. Dreams of another life are hard. There will be a life for us. Don't stop searching. The weather will change. So consoling yourself i guess you've just lost someone you don't know how you can go on but um doctors sort of talking us through the stages of grief i think yeah i saw a church and saw you saw your mother around the altar sat your brothers and in the cemetery the grass took hold (laughs) so obviously doctors has a future song about a bone park so some Mm. of his earlier works are about death in a way um any particular lines stick out for you, Michael? I wonder what he means by a shower of sparks explode in my head, which is the main bit of the chorus. Yeah, I guess just the uh, grieving or shock of it or that moving on to uh, when you are looking at death and moving on, the other people moving on without them. Um, I kind of found it sort of these these songs great, like, especially now looking back on it, how deep and well thought out that poetry is of their lyrics, uh, especially today. Like today, what they're doing is different, but it's still, there's still those similar lines of that depth. But uh, as a a listener, first sort of hearing this stuff, the lyrics never jumped out at me much because it was something, it wasn't something like, you know, singing the latest stuff where it's all fun and silly and things, even though, I mean, they've, they've still got mating, but uh, yeah, never really recognised m- match or the meaning of their lyrics when I was first listening to them in the early 90s, mid 90s and that sort of thing. So, it never sort of grabbed me. Uh, but looking at the lyrics in depth right now, uh, just, yeah, we can see, wow, yeah. pretty cool. Good, good, good early start, Doctor, with uh, your poetry and your lyric writing. Doctor said when we interviewed him that in the early days he was just obsessed with that, not no, concerned about putting just a basic image or idea in one song and as, as long as you can convey a mood, that's sort of enough, particularly when you're mm. earlier in your songwriting career. And he did that really well. Yeah. This is the second lyric in this EP that Doctor has mentioned the word dog, <laughs> which is funny <laughs> considering Coxie yeah. will later run with that. But, yeah, the dog looks up. And flowers look down. So, yeah, I suppose saying yeah. the dog, you know, he's a, li- a dog's life is pretty shit really compared to a human, but he's always looking up above and positive, looking to the sky, whereas flowers is something that, um, you know, to get us through the grief that maybe it's not good to wallow in the self-pity. I'm probably reading a lot of, lot of stuff into this, yeah. but, yeah, I never thought too much of the lyrics too, but um, they're not quite, they're not bad. Yeah, I, I'm looking at them as well and, 
and the scars and tell me why, why that sinks your mortal soul. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, the scarring of the, the loss the, and hurting, hurting inside and things, but pretty good um, use of how he put the words together because as a lyric writer myself, I would never write like this style as in complexity or um, him going with the mood, but- and can read into it a few different ways if you want. And if you're not really sure what it's about, you really have to listen and read to understand what he's talking about. I will wake in the morning and button your shirt, change your hairstyle and clear the dirt from beneath your nails and from your eyes. That's that's good attention to detail. That's a good, uh, I don't know if doctor's that mm. sort of a, a servant, but um, maybe it's about an undertaker yeah. family. I don't know. Um, um, move you along to the music, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I never thought too much of this song myself. The chorus is pretty catchy, though. Yeah. What do you think about the music? Yeah, look, just like I said before, as we we're getting excited about this song, um, one of the three songs that stuck out for me for this mood is past because it's it's not like it's catchy, or, but it does have a sort of a different type of catchier swing to it. And the break in the middle... Really nice, and just as I mentioned before, Coxie noodling away, got that melody going all the way through, and kind of a, uh, I don't know, sort of crunchy, rhythmic, riffy feel that he's got going through, and... Uh, is the first basically B, C, A, 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 B, C, A, 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 is that all it's doing? I think so, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. It just... It reminds me of that Metallica song off Ride the Lightning. That bit. I don't know if it's... Um, oh, there's like a rock song yeah, on Ride okay. the Lightning. There's like a slower song that's not really metal. Escape. Escape. Or the, Escape, yeah. You know, Life's it's for just, my own, to live my own way. It just sort of thinks... You know yeah, that song? Life's yeah. Da, 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 yeah, da, I know. Da, da. I never really thought of it that way, yeah. yeah. I guess it's like... Um, we haven't reviewed this song yet, but Fireman 451, the... The arrangement of this song, Doctor gives it space so it can breathe with the bass a little bit. I think it's in the bridge. Whereas mm. Coxie's songs sometimes don't have as many just sort of breaks for us to catch a, catch our breath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely hear that. Yeah, especially that, that sort of sticks out and it sort of gives it that song just something else. So it's... Keep continuing going because he's, yeah, dun, 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 he's going back and forth. And then, okay, the chorus is just the, sort of the two chords and things, but it's good to have that later on when we get to the bridge to break it down to uh, give it a whole big good piece of a song. And then the chorus is pretty much G major, B minor. Lie in a field and cry, look through the stars and tell me why. Ba, 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 ba. Without the A minor there. The drums are pretty good. They're driving well. Pretty simple. You can sort of hear the kick a bit more. And then yeah, just little yeah. uh, quick punches on the snare. So let's hear what our good drummer friend Jerry Porter stateside has to say about the drums in this track. Okay, this next one, which is pretty driving. This one's really simple. Straight ahead, snares on two and four. Still got a little bit of light syncopated kick drum. Do do kicku, kick boopu kicku, bit boopu kicku, 
but whatever, something like that. From the get-go, he has these, like, machine gun bursts on the snare drum. They're 16th note machine gun bursts. And you notice of them. You know, they go, boom, you know, do do ga do 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 boom like that. It's just you know, sixteenth notes. Everything's on the snare. I don't. I couldn't hear any toms, but it's definitely. I don't know. Maybe they're in there. It's a little hard to hear. It's basically machine gun bursts on the snare, and I'll be fucking goddamned. He's got that little fucking symbol again. You hear it at the beginning. It's it's a splash or like a 14-inch crash, and he uses it for accents and quick punches. You hear him go, and then it's gone. So, yeah, man, gotta love them 90s. Everybody had splashes. You don't really hear that shit today. Like, everybody played splashes in the, the 80s and the 90s all day long. Splashes and chinas and mini chinas, splashes all the fuck time. You don't hear splashes anymore today. But that is a very distinctive sound. You're like, yeah, that sounds like it's the early 90s or the late 80s. Because he's not hitting a crash cymbal. It just goes, and it's gone. And then there's a couple places in the song where he double times it. You know it. It's like one at the end. He goes, dicko, 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 you know. Yeah. I really like the start of this song, but after the chorus, I'm like, can I, can we hear another song? Yeah. Yeah. Like, for me, it doesn't stick out as much as When Luck Ran Out and Beautiful and Death, but it's still, I still like it. Still sort of pretty cool. And I guess this is why. In all honesty, uh, with these songs, this is why I've decided not to go through all of them because I just don't have a lot to say musically or that is excited as I will be for the songs for the rest of the songs, which I would love. So, But still, this is pretty cool. So you heard it here first, folks. Shower of Sparks. It doesn't really stick out. It's an okay song, but maybe we prefer others. Well, if that's all we have to say about uh, this song, Oh, Michael- and one more thing before oh, yeah. we go, John. I'd just like to read out this review from Virginia Trioli, and it's Ooh. the review of This Mood Has Passed. Oh, cool. There is a place for EPs like this. The Foves are a local outfit whose members have an average age of 22 and are playing in a band for the very first time. <laughs> they have marshaled their resources and produced their debut EP independently with distribution through Music Land. In short, they took matters into their own hands, and most of the five tracks on the album warrant their dedication. <laughs> the Foves possess the raw, grinding qualities of most young Australian bands, but have an eclectic approach to their complete sound. Eclectic. The opening track, When Luck Ran Out, sums up their varying moods, with a strong guitar line backed up by the fullness of Philip Leonard on trumpet. The song is reminiscent of early Hunters and Collectors with rasping Uh. vocals that give it strength and maintain interest. The shifts in style throughout the album are both engaging and disconcerting with some unresolved harmonies on High How, indicating that a broader approach to the use of guitar, brass and vocal can fall apart when it is not completely under control. The album may be a little messy in places, but then this is not Formula Rock. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, indeed. Wow, that's 
the Virginia Trioli from ABC Radio here in Melbourne. This must have been when she was a young cadet. <laughs> it's funny she mentioned Musicland. I wonder if uh, they were on her radar or if she was being, you know, she was uh, under their thumb. But that's interesting. Eclectic, yeah. And this must be where the first references to the Fauves being like reminiscent of early hunters and collectors comes from um, here early in the day. Uh, so she mentions high how she said unresolved harmonies or something. I wouldn't, I didn't even think, oh, well, I thought the, the song could have done with any of, I don't remember the harmonies so long ago, isn't it? Messy moods. She sort of realized that it's uh, quite, yeah, diverse in places. So that's good. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, oh, shout out to Drew at sound as ever. At the Facebook page, he's got access to uh, the old Age and uh, Sydney Morning Herald databases. So uh, I think we grabbed it from that. Thank you, Drew. Oh, that reminds me, there's a few live versions of uh, Sparks going around. The one I've heard uh, is there was a sampler misguided modeling career before Scissors came out. And yeah, it's like a yellow cover. You may have seen Not For Sale on it, some sort of promo thing, I think, shocked it up. Anyway, there's a version of A Shower of Sparks from there, which may be from a Triple J performance, uh, uh, Live at the Wireless 1990, which, if we can find it, we'll try and put it at the end of this track, uh, end of this episode. Well, Michael, thanks for joining us. We'll um, see you on the next episode for Beautiful In Death. For sure. Thank you very much, everyone. Fantastic. Well, catch you next time, dudes. Bye. Bye. Um, Next song is Shower Sparks off our EP. It starts with a bit of... uh, This stuff, this stuff.
live at the wireless from Triple J's Melbourne studios, The Foves. Hi there, it's Magoo here, uh, a music producer from the 90s. I never really got to work with The Foves. I don't think I even got to meet. I don't think I've ever met The Foves. But that doesn't mean that I'm not a massive fan and they're one band that I really would have loved to have worked with because I'm just such an admirer of the their lyrical wit and the rock and band that they are. Okay, John, if you're going to ask me what's my favourite Fove song, I'm probably not going to pull out any rare tracks or anything surprising here and I'm just going to go straight for Dogs Are The Best People. Why would I not choose anything other than their most enduring song? Maybe you want to ask me, what is it about this song that I love? Apart from it being an incredibly catchy pop song. Not only am I also a lover of dogs, but I think it's more the context of which they put this in. It's a kind of sleazy, kind of grungy sounding riff. And it's, you know, the song was released in 1996. Grunge had certainly kind of come and gone, but was still hanging around. And like really grunge is kind of one of those really earnest, serious sounding genres. And Andy Cox and the Foves chose to write a song about how awesome dogs are. And I just think it's that playing with the context that really uh, appeals to me. And it's also the, you know, it's just a catchy song. Now there's a church, there's a steeple, dogs are the best people. It's like just, hey, I just want to sing along when I hear it. Well, uh, as probably most of you know out there, uh, this band would be uh, nothing without... uh Mr. Andrew Cox out the front. Uh, he's written a couple of songs for us over the years. Uh, he's certainly brushed up on a lot of the songs that Doug's written for us. Uh, and uh, so we'd like to give him a little uh, little forum here to. Uh, he's going to play Nairobi acoustic. Thanks for that intro, Tim. I, I agree with pretty much most of what you said. Uh, I am really the band. I've got, I, these days it's a contractual arrangement. I, I hire these three on... Uh, got Doctor locked away on a... On a he's, he's not out of contract till 2025, so... Uh, uh, Ted, I uh, re-signed him earlier this year. I probably went a little early on that. I probably got a hell off, because his form hasn't quite... Been. And Doug, yeah. Doug's contract is actually up at the end of this gig, so um, and he is exploring his options as he's entitled to as a free agent. <laughs> so I uh, call him, you know, but um, we'll, we'll match the offer. Well, you know, I mean, we'll match any offers within reason. I will match any offers within reason, but uh, you know, keep in mind he's no spring chicken. So, you know. Yeah, well, he's asking for some serious coin. But, uh, yeah, you know. He's a, he's, a, he's a premiership musician, so he comes with a little bit of a. Sorry, folks, I'm panning like. Uh, 
Doctor's wildly tuning for our next band song. I'm trying to wildly tune for this song, which I decided to do this afternoon after it became very clear the camp Viking wasn't going to happen. Coxie Doctor, Doug and Ted, JD on the Tarago Beach. 